Welcome to Move the District, where you can find the best ways to stay healthy, stay moving, and stay informed in Washington, D.C. Now, more than ever, we have a wealth of information and opportunities to live the high-performance, pain-free life that we want. My name is Dr. Mike Yasson, and my goal is to show you the backstories behind the individuals and businesses that provide these opportunities for everyone, no matter who you are. Now, let's move. Move the District is sponsored by Big Leap Performance and Rehab. At Big Leap Performance and Rehab, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active during the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better. Head to BigLeapPerformanceAndRehab.com to see how we can help you stay active for life. All right, welcome back to Move the District. Another episode this week for you guys. This is episode 39. I can't believe we've done 39 of these. I feel like I say I can't believe that every week because it just keeps on going. Uh, Before we get into it, guys, uh, please, if you haven't already, please subscribe. And if you haven't already, please give us a five-star rating, whether you're listening on Amazon or Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, We really appreciate it. Uh, thank you. Uh, today, we got two, not one, but two special guests for us, uh, local neighborhood legends. We have Reggie Smith and Angela Jennings. They're the co-founders of Boombox Boxing right here in Navy Yard. Thanks, guys, for coming on the show. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you, Mike. Yeah. Flattery, I, uh, flattery will get you everywhere, man. That's a hell of an introduction. Yes, yes. That's, uh, that's my uh, strongest suit, I think, flattery. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like, I feel like I've been trying to get you guys on the podcast, like since the, since I launched back last June. So I'm glad that we're, uh, finally able to make this happen. I feel like you guys are just blowing up in, especially in the middle of a, uh, a pandemic here, nonetheless. You know, we're happy, happy to be here. Yes. Yes. So, uh, let's, let's dig into it here a little bit. Um, uh, let's talk about both your, your backgrounds, you know, where did your, your fitness journeys, uh, begin? You want to go first, Angela? Sure. So I say for me, I have played sports my entire upbringing. So from cheerleading to basketball to track, um, I've done it all. So I actually was doing all that. I ran track in college and, you know, even after graduation, just continued to have a love for athletics, like working out with other people and just, you know, even when I moved to DC, played in a number of flat football leagues. So um, I literally have just played sports my my entire life. Nice, nice. And and Reggie, what about you? Yeah, similar. Like I grew up um, playing football, baseball, whatever through uh, through high school, um, and then in college didn't didn't really play or didn't play for my school, but you know intramurals and things like that. Right. And then I'd say you know probably post post. And the irony is that, and I'm a little older than than both you guys, but like we didn't do a lot of weight training um, really growing up. I remember yeah. having like a, a little weight set, like a, what was it? Those weeder weight sets back in the day with the oh, yeah. um, plastic, plastic, um, plastic weights with the sand inside of them. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, we would do basic stuff like, like, you know, light bench press, uh, pushups, et cetera, et cetera. I didn't really get into, I think, you know, kind of legit strength training until probably 2006, seven, um, and what what had happened, a buddy of mine had gotten a personal trainer and we were basically, you know, splitting sessions. And so we were both trained with this guy. It's actually three of us were trained together. Um, and that was like my introduction to kind of circuit training and, and real strength training. So that was, like I said, it goes back to probably the mid uh, mid 2000s. Um, and then from there, uh, you know, dabbled in CrossFit um, and then got into kind of martial arts, but led me ultimately to. Muay Thai and boxing, which is you know where we are today. Gotcha. And I was gonna say, and then and what's the what did the journey look like for both of you guys? Into like when did you guys find boxing? Yes, so I, I guess I'll start with this one. Um, like I've always been a fan of the sport. You know, growing up in the '90s, uh, you know, watching fight parties and things like that. So boxing's always been you know something that I was interested in. I'd say I, I got into martial arts um, 
I want to say 2012 or 2013. And so I, I just finished business school at Columbia and I had um, what I thought was some free time, right? So I had gone from working a full-time job and going to school uh, on the weekends and I had all this free time and I was like, all right, what's next? And so I was watching, um, I think I was watching the Discovery Channel and this uh, program came on about um, Krav Maga. And was it Shark, Shark Week? That, Were you watching Shark uh, Week? It wasn't, no, it wasn't Shark Week, but it was <laughs> it was something like martial art, whatever, right? And I, I was watching this, mm-hmm. this show and like, these guys were just on some, remember the, the movie Taken with um, Liam Nielsen? Yeah. Where he's like, yeah, it was, uh, that's like Steven Seagal. Like these guys were basically like weapons with their bodies. And I was like, ooh, yes. I want to do that. And so <laughs> I started I started doing Krav back in 2013. Um, and it kind of okay. really started from there. Uh, and then I, as years uh, went on, I got Angela into um, kind of kickboxing and boxing. I handed it over to her and let her, her kind of finish up her, uh, her journey because she's got a unique story of how she um, became the boxer that she is today. Okay. Mine is actually pretty quick. So Reggie in, in short is who introduced me to boxing. Uh, I was adamant about not doing, it. I mean, I, I watched it growing up. Like I was, you know, I've been to my fair share of fight parties, but never ever did I say, you know, I think I want to do that. You know, <laughs> I it just, um, it, it wasn't, it wasn't something that I, I respected the sport. I appreciate it, but it just, it never even crossed my mind that I would actually be doing it one day. Um, even just for fitness, I never even taken a boxing fitness class or anything, but, um, once I met Reggie, we used to train together all the time and he was like, I'm going to show you how to box. You know, you should, I was talking to him every week. He was buying something. He was buying gloves. He bought one of those little men things. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do not buy that stupid thing. You're not going to use it. He's like, I am going to use it. I'm going to use it every day. I was like, you're going to do it like you do everything. You're going to buy it for two weeks. It's going to be hot. You're going to be on it every week. And then it's just going to be outside. Something. Are you, I, Reggie, are you the kind of guy that like just dives into something? And then every you're time. like, I'm going to just like spend like a thousand dollars on something. And you're like, this is it. This is the thing. And then a week later, you're like, nah, this isn't it. Every week. Yo, Mike, I got, I got too much disposable income, man. Like, it's <laughs> just like, if I get into something, like I'm going all the way. Like oh, I, I left this out, but like I actually flew to Israel and trained. For oh, two you with like oh that's, man, that's, that's Thailand. You did Thailand <laughs> that's, too, and Thailand. That's extra. I love it. It's Thailand. Yes. Um, and yeah. so yeah, and so we he was like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna teach you how to do it. You should actually, you know, let me train you, whatever. And I was like, I'm not into it. But since we were working out all together, finally one day he we we were since we were already there, he was like, you know, I'm gonna set it up. You know, I'm I'm just gonna some something basic. I think you know, showing me how to do the jab, showing me how to just you know plant or set my feet. And um, eventually, it we did it a couple of weeks. And because we were both traveling back and forth, he was living in New York at the time. I was working in New York. I kind of just was like, you know what? I feel like I think I'm kind of getting into it. Like it was tough, but I was, you know, I was like, I gotta get it. Like I want to get it. So I actually came um, back to DC and started looking at uh, finding my own boxing coach. I actually worked with a couple of people, even some people that, you know, local that people know, Coach T um, yeah. over at Hard Training. He's, he's been on the podcast, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, he's definitely, you know, family. And uh, I ended up finding a coach, Keith, Keith Johnson, excuse me, um, out in Upper Marlboro and really just got into it. I was like, I got to be really good at this. And at that point, I trained so much. So I actually fought um, in an amateur fight after I started tra- uh, after I started training within the first two years. So, wow. Um, now we're we're all in we're completely yeah. we're completely in I, I love the sport so, are so you... Mike, let, let, let me let me jump in real quick because Angela yeah. is like leaving something out here so when we uh we we started like this boombox journey I don't know if it was four or five years ago um but we yeah. we had decided we we're going to open a, a boxing gym and at that point you know I'd been boxing for a while I was pretty experienced at it Angela really hadn't boxed at all and what, what she fails to talk about, what she kind of glossed over it. Uh, um, so she got this boxing coach, but like she went all in and like she's driving out to, to train at like five o'clock in the morning. Okay. I don't know how many times a week. Yeah. I mean, so you're talking about going from like um, zero. Yeah. Like imagine you, you, you decided you're going to open a restaurant, Mike, and you've never cooked before. You've never chefed at all. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, I got to learn how to become a chef uh, before we open and so there was a process where for like, I don't know, how long was that, Angela? I, th- I did that for like a year. Before we even yeah. opened, I've been trying to accuse yeah. for a year, year and a half. And, and so like, it, and it, it wasn't easy. And like, if you've trained with Keith, like, I mean, you'll have your, you'll have bunions on your feet and blisters and all. Like, it, it, it was, it was definitely hard work. And so I, she, she kind of glossed over, but I wanted your listeners to know that like, she went in. 
you know, getting up early, going out there training, coming back and then doing her job um, and basically learned how to box um, in a, in a fairly short period of time. Yeah, I was. Really, I think Mike, it was super important for me though, because I think for me as a, a a woman with a male partner in a sport like boxing, it was important for me to just also have that credibility. So not only did I fall in love with the sport, but in working, you know, and having this male partner, and he was already really, really good. I just kind of wanted to seriously be, you know, to be taken seriously, and I was really adamant about like doubling down, you know, making sure I understood the science, I understood the craft, and so for me, I was like they're going to take me seriously. Like I'm going to learn this. Part. I'm say, going to learn this I was going to say, how often, how, how important do you think it is to walk the walk and also talk the talk? It's a good question. Um, so here's the deal. I think, uh, I think there are a lot of people out here who don't, and I think they do fine. I'm not comfortable getting up in front of people and, and holding myself up as, as something that I'm not. And so, and I think Angela's the same way. And so could we have probably gotten up there and faked it? Maybe, you know, but I think people appreciate our authenticity and our knowledge. And so it's not just, you know, boxing right now is super hot and, and you know, you got a lot of folks that just get into it, you know, kind of riding that wave. Um, that's not us. Like we, we live it and we love it. Um, right. And it's not just a not just a trend. But so yeah, to answer your question, you probably could get by. And there's a lot of, you know, I don't want to call them imposters, but people that are that are just doing it because it's hot right now. Um, but you know, that ain't that ain't us. Right, right. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think there is a certain degree where like you need to know what you're talking about, especially with boxing. Cause I think boxing is it's not just a, you know, another kind of fitness i mean it is a fitness activity i guess but it's a sport that's the thing and like there's so much more like you alluded to before angela you know it's a craft there's a craft to it and i think that um you know plays an important part in in what you guys do right yeah yeah absolutely um and then now you guys obviously i feel like you guys have probably told this story a million times you guys met through a dating app correct it's Reggie's we favorite did. story to tell. <laughs> Reggie's favorite story to tell. So, Mike, I'm minding my business on Tinder. Not a care get, in the world. Not a care in the world. I get this super like coming through. <laughs> like, so-and-so just super liked you. And so I super liked. It. Not just liked. Super liked. Super Mike, liked. let's be no, clear. Was that was super. not even a feature on Tinder <laughs> at that point in time. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's, it's been a while since I've been on Tinder. But, yeah, that, uh, that, that's uh, okay. All right. Hey. It's, it's not true, Mike. Let me just maybe your finger out. slipped. I don't know. It's not no, I don't. I don't remember if it was a super like or not. But no, we matched on. We matched on Tinder, and um, like the the, it's so like random because I, like like she said, I lived in New York. She lived in D.C. She happened to be in New York, I guess, working, and so she's in a city. Fires up Tinder or whatever. So she was in my zone, and we, <laughs> no, we you know. Fired up Tinder. I, I used to say this. I used to have a joke. I was like, wheels down, Tinder up. As soon as I land, I fire up my Tinder and see what's what's going on. Yeah. Um, hey, anyway, I, I was so, a single. So, I was a single guy. Don't worry. I, 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 I feel you on that one. So look, it was wheels down, Tinder up, and uh, we matched. And um, I don't know. I don't think we spoke immediately because uh, you know yeah. back then I had I had a, a large queue of um, of Tinder matches, and so I had to get around to them. I'm sure she did. He was a mess, Mike. You have no idea. No, but the funny thing, the first, our first conversation on Tinder, um, the irony of it is that I was uh, actually on my way to a fight in Vegas. (laughs) You were on your way to a fight in Vegas. Wow. Yes. It was, it was meant to be from the second you guys met. Listen, so she, um, and she'll tell you, I think her girlfriend actually messaged me initially I was like, hey, you know, what are you doing? Yada, yada, yada. And I was like, yo, I'm pissed. I just missed my flight to Vegas. I had ringside, ringside tickets to the fight, to the Mayweather fight. Did you, though? Did you? I did. I did, and I did. I had the ringside <laughs> tickets, and I missed my flight. And so it oh, kind of started Was that there. Mayweather Pacquiao? Which, which Mayweather fight was that? That was Mayweather Canelo. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. And so she was like, oh, this dude out here trying to flex on me, talking about his spring size private jet. He was like, I missed my flight. So now I'm just going out there to to watch the fight and I'm turning around. <laughs> I turn right back around 24 hours later. I was like, oh God. So what <laughs> you know, and I was like, this uh-huh. guy, I'm telling my girl, my homegirl. I was like, dude, this one right here is a mess. Like, skip, like, go to the But literally, the first conversation was about boxing and Reggie flexing and being extra the way he, he is right today. Whatever. No, but so, and from there, like, we just got into this pattern of just, like, talking um, all the time. It was, it was, from the very beginning, it was like a brother, like a sibling rivalry type witty banter. Um, mm-hmm. And we met up in person. There was no love connection, but, like, there was a friendship connection and we found that we had a, a ton in common in terms of like fitness and, and things like that. So we would just work out together um, right. a lot. Um, she introduced then, me to track. I introduced her to boxing. There you go. Who's faster? Oh gosh. So I, oh! am, I am faster than Reggie. Angela, what, what events did you run? What were your, what were your events? I ran the four by one, the four by four, um, the 200 and the open four. Okay. So, um, so hundred meters, I line you two up at the line. Who's, who's winning? I'm going to be Reggie. He won one time. He's sticking to that. Like 10 years later, he beat <laughs> one time. He was scared to even race me. Can you, you want to tell that part? He literally was like, uh-huh. I, I was like, no, hold on. So Mike, it's funny. You oh, asked this question and it's even funnier that she said she's faster. So, he beat so me early time, early on in our, our relationship, friendship, um, she had mentioned she ran track and I was like, Ooh, I want to race you. Cause I just want to see where I'm at. You know what I mean? Like if, if this is what you do, <laughs> I want to see where I'm at. And so we, um, we go out to, we were at this track in Williamsburg, um, New York and we get out there. And like she said, I was kind of like, I, I didn't run track. Right. So the, the idea of running a hundred meters was just like too much for me. I was like, I can't do a hundred meters. I'm a, I'm a gas out, but I can do 50. So we line up. And uh, there's actually another little girl out oh, there the on the track. And so all three of us line up. It's me, Angela, and like this five-year-old girl, right? We line <laughs> up out there. Did she and have any connection here? Or, or? She had no connection. She, she had okay. no connection. She just saw us running and she was like, ooh, I want to I get involved. And so it's the three of us. We line up out there and boom, we're off. And I smoked both of them. Damn. I thought you, I thought you were going to say the five-year-old one. That's where I thought that was. Well, the five-year-year-old beat gonna say she beat me. Both of them. Or, or you were going to say the five-year-old or like someone ran over the five-year-old. I thought that was where that was going. No, no. He's, he's, to, he's, he's just, you know, Reggie is a good storyteller and he loves a good story, whether it's true or not. So he's been telling this for years. I just let him have it. it so was that the only time you guys have raced? No redemption story here? I think so. No, we were so, racing when you were doing the decathlon the training when you were, we were doing the 400s, but Reggie was never oh. into the 400 thing. So now, how far, how at this time of the race, how far out of your track career had you been, or were you still racing? Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, this was, I was, I probably hadn't been running in like six or seven years. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, I, I was fresh out. This, it <laughs> reminds me of, it reminds me of my, my sister. She's, uh, she was a division one golfer and, I, I don't think she listens to this, so I can I can I can talk about her a little bit. Um, but she was I love I love the girl, but she was not a very good athlete growing up. And she tried softball, basketball, soccer. I mean, she tried it all. And then she you put a golf club in her hand, and all of a sudden she just would you know smack the shit out of the ball. Mm-hmm. And and she ended up becoming a Division one athlete. And so to this day, I will admit this: I still have not played a round of golf with her because really? because I know I'll probably lose, and I just can't face that. <laughs> I can't or face that. Although now, maybe now at this point, because she, it's been a few years since she graduated. So maybe now at this point, maybe I could, I could give her might, a run for her money. Get her. But, well, Mike, but for Angela the- may, may have me now. My knees, um, I'm not as, uh, as springy as I used to be, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How you already All right. Now, now both of you guys have backgrounds in, in finance, right? Is yeah, that right? I'm more, I'm more accounting, but yeah, accounting okay. and finance for both of us. Yep. And and so at what point did you you guys develop this passion for boxing for yourself, an individual passion? At what point were you like, we can turn this into a an actual thing? You know yeah. what's funny is that when Reggie and I first started chatting it up all the time, I mean, we were both, like I said, I was literally traveling back back and forth every week to New York. And Reggie, you know, works on Wall Street. 
and we used to talk to each other like, what the hell are we going to do when we grow up? Because this ain't it. I mean, at one point, Reggie was like, I mean, I don't care if I just get a whole suite of vending machines and put them around the city. I just need something else to do. Then, you know, I was like, I'm tired of doing this every single day. And it was, I guess now, what, five years ago, right? Yeah, because we've been open for two years and it took us about three, three and a half years for Boombox. But um, about five years ago, I was... I was in a hotel. I actually had just returned from a trip and I misconstrued the dates. I was actually airbnb out my apartment. And Reggie was in DC for whatever reason, uh, visiting his parents. And um, it was one of those times where, and if you know Mike, we're, and we'll probably talk about this, but Reggie is full of big ideas, right? And it was one of those days where Reggie was like, what do you, how would you feel about, um, opening up a kickboxing studio. And Reggie at that point in time was started doing kickboxing for uh, like cardio. He was running in the summer, it got cold. He had a place right outside of his house um, and he started doing it. So he actually is the one who kind of originally kind of threw it out there. And he throws out a lot of things all the time. But this is one of those things where we both kind of pause like, I'm like, for real, you know, yeah, let's think about it. And Reggie, kind of, how did you, like, what made you throw that one out there that time? You throw out a lot, but where would that, that, that yeah. one? So, like, like Angela said, there was a, um, there's a, uh, I think you're from New York, Mike. There's a yeah. uh, kickboxing franchise called CKO. Uh, yeah. It's based in Jersey. You see them all over New York. And one had opened up across the street from my apartment in Brooklyn. And I had joined and, um, over time, got to know the owners there. There's three three women own the, the location. And, um, you know, they, they, one, I'd seen how people loved it and how, like, regular folks were coming in here every day, kickboxing, boxing, or whatever, and, like, letting out the frustration and just feeling good. And so that kind of opened my eyes up as, wow, there's, there's demand for this. Uh, and then, you know, having an inside relationship with the owners, I got to see the economic model. And I'm like, oh, snap, like, this actually is a, a decent business if you can get some scale to it. And so that, you know, kind of opened up my eyes. Um, like Angela said, like I, I, I look at companies uh, in my day job all the time and I'm always looking at like, you know, cash flow and things like that. And I'm like, wow, this is a business that generates substantial cash flows with fairly low, you know, capital intensity. And so that's, that's what you look, that's what you want in an in investment. And so that's yeah. what kind of, kind of um, triggered it. And then from there it was just, you know, let's let's think about it. And we started, you may ask about this, but initially we were going to do, we looked at franchises. And so we looked at title box and we looked at CKO and ultimately decided that, you know, um, we, we'd be better off just uh, taking what we would have spent on a franchise fee and investing it in, our, in ourselves and in our own name and in our own brand and kind of build it from there. And that's, that's how you got Boombox instead of you know, the, the next title location or, or something like that. Right. In the yeah. City. I think, I think that's great. Cause I mean, I, I mean, I'm all about investing in yourself and, and taking your own, you know, creativity and, and, you know, making something of it. I think, I think that's awesome. Now I feel like with every partnership, like, you know, there, there's always kind of like you, when you, when you're looking for a, a partner, like they have to complement each other pretty well. And it, you know, from what it sounds like, Reggie's the big idea guy. And then Angela is like the nuts and bolts. Is that, is that about accurate? Or, or how would you guys describe your, your working relationship? Yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, I think, I think that's a, that's a, a great high level summary. She, she yeah, very simple. More, more <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. Um, Mike, I mean, if, if you want to kind of keep it very simple, but that's kind of usually our, our balance. Um, which sometimes gets us way out of balance, but honestly, it's it's literally the way we work, and it's it's the way it's the way we were friends when we first met. And I'm always like, "Crazy, get back!" I'm like, "Stop doing that! Like, you don't need that." He's like, "But I'm telling you, it's gonna work." Um, and for us, like you said, it 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 was it kind of started off real sister and brother, and that's literally how it was. Like, Reggie's like. I got, I got an idea. I, I tell my, just, just hear me out. I got an idea. Um, but then that's, that's literally kind of how we work right now. And I'm very much, you know, like you said, nuts and bolts, like process and I'll, okay, that actually sounds good. And this is how I think we can make it work, you know, kind of thing. And so a lot of, a lot of, you know, generally how we operate, I would say, I mean, of course, we, we just have, diff we have different strengths. Um, we have different areas where like the other person just gets it. Like they, you know what, you got that. And sometimes we don't even have to 
ask each other like who's gonna own this or who's gonna do it because now we just we just know like that's your thing and we don't have to say hey you're gonna do that you're gonna you know the other person's gonna do that we just kind of know and other things we kind of you know we just we simply just divide and conquer and you know and that's how we balance things out and work together so it's been it's been now, and, and i think it's a good i think it's a good uh good compliment like with um you can't have one w- without the other and like having that that critical function of like executing and even checking and vetting the ideas so like you know she'll probably tell you that like I got a new idea every week I want to change direction every week and she's like no 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 we can't we can't we can't we can't do it this week like like Reg we're gonna sit on this for a couple months and then we can try something new and so she's uh she's like my stoplight you know keeps me keeps me from running uh running through stoplights and, and whatnot and crashing Right. I, I, I hear you on that one. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's nice to have, and it's, I think it's also nice to have someone to go through this with. Um, and, sure. and cause I think, you know, when you're kind of out on an Island by yourself, take it, it can yeah. kind of get a little, uh, lonely, yeah. I guess is, is the right word. And, and having a, a teammate, having a partner, I think, uh, makes it a little bit more bearable. Uh, I'm sure. Hands that's down. actually, that's actually a thing, man. They talk about that where like, uh, executives of companies can oftentimes feel isolated, um, uh, because there's nobody that, that, that they can really relate to, uh, at the company. And so you yeah, haven't, having a partner, uh, at that level that's going through this and, and experiencing it from the same perspective at the same level, I think is, um, is helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, will, I know, I know for myself, you know, for, you know, bigly, we've been around for three and a half years and, you know, the first, year and a half, it was, it was just me. And, you know, only in the last seven months here, we've, you know, brought on another PT. So it was, uh, yeah, you're kind of like, uh, you know, I'm in this like room that like for the first like two years, you know, there was no paint on the walls and there's bars in the window. I felt like I was in like a Bulgarian prison and you know, it's kind of, yeah, it gets, it gets tough. It becomes a grind when you're just by yourself. So, yeah. um, having the other, having other people there around you, I think definitely, it just helps pick up your mood too. Yeah. The other thing, man, in, in you probably, I'm sure you've experienced this, but like, like I had no idea everything that would go into running a business. And, (laughs) and like, you think, you think you may think of 10 things you'll be doing, but there's really probably 30 things. Hey man, you went to Columbia. You went to Columbia. They didn't teach you that at Columbia. No, nah, well, not 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 at this level, man. Like you know, I've, I, and I've I've worked in big organizations, and so there's a lot of stuff that happens in the background that keeps things going that you don't even appreciate. It just happens, and so like mm-hmm. when you're in a small business, like they don't just happen. You got to do them. You got to do them, and it's hard to. I mean, I couldn't imagine doing all of those things by myself. You know, like it's just it's 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 just too much. Um, yeah, the little it's the so little things. That, the little yeah, things. No. Just add up, like, you know, shoveling snow at, you know, 5 a.m., the things like that. It's so funny you say that. There are so many little things. I remember when we first started, and as a, as, as you know, Mike, as a small business owner, like, you know that the, you don't have a lot of outsourcing you can do, right? Everything, like you said, we kind of have to do it. But then also, I, I was telling Reggie, I was like, you know, we still have to get people. We still have to kind of try to build a team. Because I remember at the beginning, Reggie would be like, you know, I could just do that. I could just do that. We could just do that. I could just do that. I said, well, Reggie, every small thing that you could just do eventually, it's going to become way too much. And you're not going to even be able to do the one thing that you're actually here to do. And and kind of to his point where he was going to realize so many things. And I was like, yeah, you can do it. You can take this on. But if you take this on now, eventually you're a hundred pounds heavier and now mm-hmm. you're not executing either one of those things well. And so again, just kind of having partners and just us having each other to kind of talk to bounce stuff off on. I mean, you know, no one else is replying to you at six o'clock in the morning. Right. And so when, when something's coming up, even something's breaking down or you just thought of something, you know, we're the two, you know, on the phone in the morning and at night and it's, you know, it's coming to it. Or when something goes crazy, like, you know, I mean, we know right now we're all in the middle of COVID having someone that, you know, hunker down with and get on the phone and say, okay, now, um, now what's next. And so, yeah, having a partner to go through um, just all of these things with is um, it's, I, I really still, again, can't imagine doing it by myself. Yeah, that's part of the reason why we have uh, we have Slack now is so that I don't send text messages at like four in the morning. <laughs> just like, did you call this person yesterday? You know, and, and it's like four, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll just put it on the Slack. The and thing this is, way we're they both up. We'll probably reply anyway. That's true. You know, exactly. Just, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. You guys up. can go back and forth. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I think that kind of brings me to the next question: is so you guys have this passion, you guys love boxing, and you're like, 
we're going to create a, we're going to make a boxing gym. It's simple as that, right? You just go right to that and then you just open up. I mean, what, what were the next steps in terms of like, you know, figuring out like boom box? Yeah, it was three and a half years of simple, Mike. That's what it was. Go ahead, Reggie. Now we did like, so when we decided this is what we were going to do, like I still was in New York and she was in DC. So she traveled a lot for work and I just traveled uh, in, in, in general. And so like, we, we just made it a point that we would try to visit as many different boxing gyms, kickboxing gyms as possible, just to kind of get a sense for, you know, what's out there, how, how are people doing things? How are clients and customers responding to things? And like we did, you know, probably two years of just straight up, like just research and recon work going around. We, um, we flew to London for a week uh, because believe it or not, boxing culture and boxing fitness culture is really big in London. Oh yeah. And so we went out there and um, just hit different gyms and, and saw different concepts. Um, so there's a lot of that uh, to kind of shape in our mind what this would um, would look like. Then we started the process of actually like training coaches. It's funny. I remember we met you. Uh, I want to say one of our first or second like pretty early on like, class. Yeah, we did a class at, exactly right, and so um, we did a class at Lululemon. I think you had done a session before that, uh, and this was yes. back in nineteen like 20, 2019. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. No, it, so, feels, uh, it feels like it's that long ago. Yeah, no. So that was that COVID was has slowed everything down. So that twenty like eighteen feels like it was like ten years 10 ago. Years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'll let Angel talk about like you know from all right now we've got this concept and, and the training of the coaches and all that jazz and how that um, that kind of went down. So now you guys are both DC natives, right? No, I am from Memphis, Tennessee. You're from Tennessee. Okay. Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. I'm from I'm from here, but I lived I lived in New York, and so I moved back here gotcha. to do uh, to do boombox. Um, but yes, yeah, so right. talk talk about like um, and so the, I mean the thing is we we had never taught classes before right. we opened, and so like there was a whole process of that, and so she'll she'll fill you in on. Let's on let's that. hear that. Yeah. So even, even before that, I mean, even thinking about kind of how we even found a location, took us two years to find a location. Mike Reggie was in New York. I was in um, DC meeting with the broker, FaceTiming him into different locations to see if we actually liked it. And if he um, liked, you know, we would pick like two or three. So he would come down in a weekend or two and we would actually look at the locations together that we thought were actually, um, worth looking at so that was interesting um and from there it was okay now how do we find someone who from a coaching perspective um understanding that Reggie and I have no background in fitness we don't have this big following you know neither one of us are personal trainers but now I need to go out to um find these either you know friends or total strangers and say hey I want to open up the gym do you want to come and audition to coach for us like not only do you want to coach for us you want to audition to coach for this concept you've never heard of before right (laughs) Right. you know this thing that we're building from scratch and so we were out there we were on Instagram looking for trainers um one of my friends who actually just started training with me went to my boxing coach I'm literally like all right you know Reggie and I are about to do this we're opening up this you know fitness studio and we need coaches. And so we got, you know, a number of people who were passionate about us. Thankfully, you know, as you saw us popping up at Lululemon. So people kind of got a touch on the product. And that point, it was largely, excuse me, largely Reggie and myself. And one or two people that we actually asked to come and take pictures with us, Mike, for our first photo shoot. Literally, we had nothing but a set of pictures and people that worked with us as models, technically. And then uh, Reggie and I um, teaching these pop-ups at Lululemon. Um, but that that really afforded us a little bit of credibility to get people to come and audition for us. And we were over um, in a warehouse right now. It's called 520 Street and literally working out in a hollow kind of warehouse building, teaching ourselves and training ourselves on how to coach a fitness class. With is no- that with, was that with Coach T? Is that where his is that his like he has like a warehouse? No, no, it's, no, 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 no. this. This is actually a it's a, it's a uh, art studio space for like photographers, and so they oh, okay. had they had oh. some space that, that they subleased to us a couple of times a week, and wow. yeah, and so okay, um, I think one of the things that helped us, you know, early on, we knew that we were going to kind of integrate music, 
And so when we started doing these classes, and this has never been done before, um, certainly not in D.C., but like we really um, integrated music into the class. And so like people were boxing and punching and moving to the beat of music. And like nobody had ever seen that before. And I think people fell in love with it. And, you know, if it had just been regular boxing, I don't know if it would have uh, taken off the way it has. But that, I think the music element of it, one, made people want to come do it. But also, two, it helped us attract coaches because it was something different. Um, and it was fun, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely a, a, a different concept than like your average boxing class. Right. You add like you add the music component to it. And you're on, you're, you're on the beat. And yeah. uh, for me, who doesn't particularly have a good sense of rhythm, it, you know, just makes me look like a fool sometimes. Yeah. But it's fun, though. That's the thing is that it's fun. And, yeah. and it, I, it gets people to, you know, uh, more engaged, I think. Absolutely. Like, like it's in that to um, like you hear it, and you think it's kind of like gimmicky. But but the reality is that you actually it's easier for me to teach you how to box with music than without music. And like, you know, I sit in class and I watch people that even that I haven't even worked with independently or individually. And like after like three or four classes, like they're actually punching and moving better. And like they're putting together combinations that they wouldn't be able to do. And I've seen regular you know, boxing classes on heavy bags. They wouldn't be able to do without the music. And so it, it actually serves a purpose beyond just it being cool and fun. Right. Now, is there a certain type of music that works better? Is there like a certain like BPM? Is there like, you know, is there, is there like anything in particular or is it just music? You want to go, Angel? I got you there, Angel. Sure. So I don't know. Sorry. I, I thought I was breaking up. I am here. Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah, we got you. Can you hear me? Mike? No. Okay, excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, so I think it just depends on what it is that we're doing. So we, we definitely found it to be, if you're a beginner, a newer, things that are in a lower BPM range, and I don't know how many people kind of really understand BPM, so I can throw out stuff like 150 or 160, but generally speaking, levels of kind of, let's say your average like hip hop song, like a Cardi yeah. B or Amigos or something like that, those are those are pretty kind of simple songs to kind of at least get some get some rhythm flowing and, and get mm -hmm. some technique going to to box to um, nothing ever that's too too fast because especially if you are you know newer to the sport and kind of you already kind of are uncomfortable because I, I want to say most people feel like boxing is a unnatural movement right we don't necessarily walk around pushing our arms straight forward however no. you know and if you got people kind of going real fast or flying all over the place and things like that but um usually you can definitely do different things though i mean we go from edm to to pop to you know latin and, and afro i mean i even play soca music in there jamaican um, music but staying within a pace that people feel comfortable enough where their arms are not flying all over the place and then you kind of slow it down to get a little bit more power so they're throwing yeah. you know power punches and sticking them really solid and then you know you kind of change the cadence up here and there where you can kind of alternate between some speed and uh and some power right yeah because i think uh it, it's funny talking with other instructors the importance of music in a class mm -hmm. and and like the importance of having a good playlist and, and yeah. like, you know, you know, whether it's, you know, to keep people moving, whether it's to, you know, inspire them, whatever it might be. Uh, and then you guys, you know, are basically like, hey, we're doing this whole workout on the beat. And, yeah. and I think that's um, like another additional element, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And I think too, and, and at Boombox, just so you know, so all of our instructors, uh, create their own playlist. I know a lot of places it's common to kind of just have one, you know, all the instructors kind of uh, input in on one playlist. But for us, it's really important since music is now at the forefront of the class versus just being in the background that, you know, the coach is feeling it so they can make sure that you're feeling it, you know, so that energy is kind of, it comes full circle, right? We we make sure we're hype and we're getting you hype and you're feeling it and you're, you're like, all right, you know, now we're all kind of flowing that energy back and forth to each other. And um, so we, we want to make sure, you know, you come in, boom, box we, we play whatever we want <laughs> you know we we you know we, we're not offensive we try not to be offensive um but you know we take <laughs> we, we we play whatever we want I like that you were laughing there, unaltered I will say it's unaltered we we don't play um yeah. music let me just throw that out there but um at the same time you know if, if some um you know we you can go to different coaches and get all kinds of different stuff like I said you know 
Reggie thinks he has the best playlist. I still venture to say differently. That's just me. You know, we last have to do week, a poll. We have last to do a poll. week I was in Cross at Reggie, and it was a pretty damn good playlist. I'm like, going to give him credit for that. But I have not been to one of your classes, Angela, so I'm going to have to. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I'm an impartial judge at this moment in time, so I'm going to have to come to one of Angela's classes and, and yeah. make the final decision. But I would say Reggie's playlist was pretty damn good. It's a nice little oh, mix of some rap. There's some EDM in there. I'm not saying they bad, Mike. I'm just saying, like. <laughs> Mike, I, I take I take it serious. Like you would think I was a legit DJ. Like the way, like I'm just a playlist guy. But like I'm up there, I think I'm like actually DJing a party. Right? It's it's serious. That's it's, what it is. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get like some CDJs in there and start like actually like DJing in the classes. Well, I think that's it. like the next step. That was yeah. no. That was something Before that was COVID. Yeah, yeah, we were getting there. We were so close to you get like an actual in-house DJ. That would be pretty yes, fun. Yes, mm-hmm. we once we can get once we can kind of get our capacity um, back up and you know things are starting to open back up again. Like we are, we're definitely getting back to some of the things that we wanted to introduce um, before we had to shut down as a result of COVID. And that was definitely one of them. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, it's it's uh, a frustrating thing for sure. Uh, I want to go back to the the idea of like community and like you guys, you know, you guys started, like you said, started from nothing and you've built a, a community, you know, nonetheless in the middle of the pandemic. Talk a little bit about, you know, what went into that through the Lululemon workouts and then, you know, progressing to, you know, your space now. Yeah, I mean, that was that was um, I mean, if you look at kind of our, our business plan and, and our um you know, we kind of wrote out what we envisioned and what we wanted, and so community was the was the big thing um, that we were that we were were driving for, uh, and it kind of happened, I think, organically. Like one of the um, in the design of the space, like we wanted to make it a place where that even when you weren't in class, like the, the lobby area felt comfortable where you could just kind of hang out, and we wanted to make it inviting. So we got music playing out there, and what we found was that people after classes, um, after that that big sweat and that big push, likes just kind of hanging out and bonding. Like you bond in class and then you, on the outside, you also bond just kind of hanging around and talking and taking in the music and laughing and joking. Like Saturdays at Boombox are crazy, man. It's, a, it's just, yeah. I, I love I, I, it. It's hard to describe. Go ahead, Angela, what, what, were, you, what were you gonna add? I was just going to add on with Reggie, what Reggie said. I think one of the things we wrote down community and one of the words that Reggie used really early on when we were working on this was like tribe, right? That was the word that we were kind of, we want to make sure that people are like here and they want to be here, not just be here for us, but also they're looking forward to seeing each other, right? And so when Reggie was talking about even like the design of the space, like the, the idea of people hanging out and talking to each other and connecting outside of class or leaving after the studio to go to brunch, you know, and hanging out around in the Navy yard is literally like from everywhere to not even just how we design the space, how we even pick the location. I remember us talking about, all right, we want you to leave Boombox and now you can go to brunch and then you can go for the brunch at the grocery store and now you can, you know, go back home and, you know, designed in a way that we just kind of wanted people to be excited about being there. And I'm even thinking about even in the last year with us, opening and closing again and you know the way that people just show up for us um understanding and seeing how we've been trying to show up for them over the last year like it's been truly interesting and you know we've been very humbled and grateful to see how this community has shown up for us again you know i talk about this all the time when i talk about community and how you know i wanted boombox to build their community is we wanted everyone to feel as if they had a space in boombox even from you know, um, our coaches, they all look very different. They have different body types. And we used to get feedback on that in terms of, you know, it's so nice to come into your studio and see so many different body types or body type that looks like me or making sure that our community was diverse because in boutique fitness, you know, generally it's a very wide space. And so again, coming into Boombox saying like, you know, it's, it's, it's everybody in here, everybody in here and I'm comfortable and I don't feel as if, you know, I have to come in here and, and stand in the corner because I'm, I'm the odd man out, you know, where somebody's literally like, Hey, get over here and, you know, let me ask you a question about something or, Oh, did you, that, that class was crazy. You know, how do you feel about it? And um, that's, that's really what we wanted to see. And we hope we can continue to build on that, um, you know, as we continue into 2021 and kind of get back to what the new normal looks like. Yeah, because I think yeah. you know, community is is such an important, uh, such an important uh, thing for for a gym. Where I think you know, it's like the workout is the workout, sure. But like, if I don't like you, or if I don't feel comfortable, I don't feel safe yeah. here. Like, 
I'm not going to come back, you know? And I think that's ultimately the defining characteristic of a gym and, and what, you know, makes it successful down the road. Yeah. uh, is, is, you know, the, the members, the members, you know, if they, they keep coming back, if they stay, if, you know, and I think mm-hmm. like doing things where you get a, you create a place for them to hang out after and whether it's, you know, go next door and get brunch or whatever it might be, you know, I think that's, uh, you know, ultimately how you start creating, like, like you said, that tribe, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. One, 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 real, real quick. I mean, one of the, um, I think this is super powerful. So like during class, since we're doing everything on beat, like when, when, when the whole class gets into a rhythm where like you're hitting, everybody's punching at the same time and you can hear everybody on the bag at the same time and the music is going and you're like grunting and, and barking and stuff. Like it's, it, like you, you just connect we're not, with the folks We're not barking, room. Mike. We don't bark in my class. In <laughs> <laughs> my class, look, I tell them, I say, Oh my yeah, god! We gonna be in here, boy. We're not, we're not barking. Like, <laughs> I think there was some grunting last week in class. I think there's a little. There's definitely some grunting we're in class. We're not barking. Listen, listen. It's it, it, but it does something. Like like it's part of it. Yeah, I mean, like you feel it, and so you feel that connection with everybody else in there, and you guys are are sweating through this thirty second burnout together, and you mm-hmm. can't help but like connect and bond with people. Absolutely, absolutely. I I think like that. Feel, like that feeling of like, you know, going through, it's not just like an individual thing. I think it's kind of like the, the, the nice thing about group fitness is like, you're not just in the gym by yourself, kind of like going through it. You're, you know, you have a whole team yeah. of people that you're, you're going through it. Um, and, and as a result, you know, I think you get a lot more, like you said, there's a, just a little bit more buy-in and, and long-term Absolutely. Uh, adherence. Yeah. Um, all right. So we are, uh, we're getting down to the end of it here. Uh, I got a couple more questions for you guys. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, so both of you guys have said you weren't fitness instructors beforehand. Uh, what were your first classes like? First class you taught, what was it like? <laughs> <laughs> so I actually, I actually taught our very first class, both in studio and at. I thought Dave did that. No, I taught, I taught before Dave taught his. Really? Okay. Yes, I was I first. Dave, Dave okay. was after me. Um, but I definitely taught our first Lululemon pop-up. Um, but I want to say that, so mine, I think I've, I've always been, I think the feedback I always get. So mine was super high energy. I was excited to be there. I was so nervous. I didn't know what to do with myself. Like I was sweating. <laughs> I was like stuttering. I don't stutter. I mean, it was just, it was, it was just like, it was a mess. Like I don't even think I flipped all the slides I was supposed to go through on the on the projector in terms of the display and the background however um I, it was it was fun I mean I think you know halfway through it I was like all right if I mess up you know they don't know we try to tell all Brief. the coaches that from the beginning Brief. and no it was like they won't know I was like slow it down you know stop going so fast um just breathe but I was like just be hype if they're having fun this is gonna all work out just bring the energy but, um, yeah, just bring the energy. But I mean, I was so nervous, Mike. I did not know what to do with myself. Um, but it 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 turned out well. It turned out well. I'll let Reggie tell you about his first experience. And and I was according to Angela, I was terrible. Like she was like, "Yo, we about to open next week, and you're not ready. Like we can't we can't have you go out there." And I was like, "Oh shit." Um, like I thought I was high energy, but she was like, "No, you're not high energy." Look he, at yourself. He did not have the energy that he has now. Now it's second nature. But before yeah. I was like, I recorded him, Mike. I just recorded videos and sent it to him. I was like, "Look at this. Look, look. Does this look high energy to you?" Um, <laughs> now he's a totally different beast. Like he's clearly a fan favorite. Oh, absolutely. What would you compare the the energy in that first class? What would you compare it to? Minor Reggie's. His. Oh my goodness. Oh, let, let me tell you, Reggie was walking around and he would be like, okay, that's it. <laughs> no, Good job. I, I, that's I, it. I, I was like, high. he was like, and then so what Reggie would do is Reggie had these 10 second burst of energy. Right. And so he would be like, all right, high knees, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, go, go, go. And then he's done. He's like, all right, now slow it down. And now you're, I was like, Reggie, what is this? I was like, stop it. I was like, you have to, you kind of, you can't be 10% energy, 90%. I'm trying yeah, to just right. walk around like, you know, and, and just swag my way, like yeah. through, this, through this class. Now he's like, you know, 90% high energy and he slows it down here and there. But 
it was literally just like watching water drip from a spot. (laughs) It was like, it was slow. And I was just like, this is boring. Um, He took the thing. Now, now you want to think I'm a rapper up there. You can't tell me I'm not. Oh yeah, you were jumping around like you were, like you were, you were performing. Oh, he, he thinks he's straight. You can, the way the hat is tilted. I guess he's, he's not taking his shirt off right now, but I guess we'll get back to that. In a oh, my now God. Now you can't tell him nothing. What, what have you guys done to become better coaches? I would say, I mean, I, 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 we, you know, I know we're crazy busy right now, but I think we still go to uh, other classes here and there. Like we enter, engage and go and support some of our other um you know, fitness coaches around the city, just mm-hmm. seeing what other people are doing. I know we read a lot. I mean, and I give it to Reggie. Reggie's sending me articles all the time. Like we're, we're looking into stuff. We're seeing, you know, what, you know, what are the studios are doing? Like what is working? You know, how can we, what do we need to do in terms of, you know, even just simply is projecting over the mic. Like, like how do, how do our voices need to sound? Yeah. Over the mic? And, you know, maybe what's too harsh, maybe what's too, what's too much, what's, what's too little? How are we, are we making sure we make people feel good? Are we making sure that we um, include that mindfulness at the end of the class and, and what that looks like? Um, I'll say that I know we're running out of time. I'll let Reggie kind of throw his in as well. You know, I, I think that's it. And just the, the process, I mean, I don't know how many classes we've taught at this point, but um, it's always uh, like I'll experiment with things in class and see how things go. And you see how you watch and see how people respond to things and what, you know, what can people do? Um, Cause they're, they're new to boxing. And so like right. what I might be able to do, they, they can't do. Uh, and so it's figuring that out and just, you know, just testing, like, like Angela said, uh, going to other people's classes, watching videos. Um, YouTube is, is huge. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think, right. I think that's, that's it. Angela, are there any are there any of the, uh, the the studios or coaches here in DC that you want to shout out? I don't know. I mean, I guess I've already talked about Coach T. Who else do I go and see regularly? Definitely want to make sure I shout out my coach at uh, Square Fit, uh, Keith Johnson, because I work with him. You know, reasonably tough. Um, mm-hmm. Where else have I been lately? In the last couple of months, I can't even it's, say. It's because the stuff isn't really open. Um, so you got yeah. Rumble over over in uh, in Georgetown, and we know, yeah, you know, Dawson. we got good relationships with a couple of other coaches over there. Um, yeah. But it's 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 wild. Like it's so limited. You got Bash out now. in it's Virginia. Tough, yeah, yeah, yeah and, and it's 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 interesting because we're we're all kind of in this um, boxing for fitness space, but the experiences are very different at the different gyms. Like ours is really music driven. Um, where the others just kind of play music um, during the class. But, I mean, they're all all cool classes. Great, great and, coaches. And yeah, like yeah. the community, the boxing community is super small. Like we got a, we got like a little Instagram chat chat group, <laughs> probably like 15 of us of just all of the um, the, the boxing, boxing DC boxing. Yeah, yeah. we're just sending out memes and, and videos and things like well, that. Well, I, I love that. It's, it's, you know, it's a really like growth mindset when it comes to like all you guys. Because it, it is, like you said, like a similar product, but – ultimately different experiences overall. And, and, you know, you guys, you know, I think it's very easy to kind of like go off on someone and, and, and instead you guys, it seems to prop each other up. Cause I think ultimately when everyone does well, you know, if, if you do that, everyone, everyone wins. Right. So I think it's absolutely. Um, that's I mean, pretty awesome. The, you guys do that. The way, the way I look at it is that like boxing, we're so early in the curve that so many people haven't tried it yet that, you know, anybody that can introduce someone to boxing and, and, and show them this is a, a nice fitness modality is, is, is a win for all of us. But sure. the other thing is that our, our biggest competition is not each other. It's really the sofa. And so there's more people sitting at home doing nothing than working out. Yeah. And so if we can get those people off the sofa, you know, there's plenty, there's plenty for everybody to eat and thrive and, and do well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Um, all right. What's, uh, what's the last book you guys read? I'm actually in the middle of reading The Water Dancer. My sister gave me this book in January. I'm like halfway through it again because it's been busy. By, it's by Tennessee Ten- Coates. I always pronounce her name wrong, but huh? I'm rocking with it right now. All right. What's, what, what, what's, what's it about? Is it good? It is. It's slow. Let me just tell you that much. So it's actually a, about a girl who 
um, she at, at the beginning, I don't want to give the this concept away, but she's don't basically give it too much to, away. <laughs> no, she's she's basically trying to refigure out her life. She started, her brother dies in the beginning of the book. She's trying to decide whether to save him or save herself. And from there, mm -hmm. she's kind of re trying, she's telling us this story about how she's kind of reconfiguring her life and, and kind of how she's going from that moment. All right. And Reggie, what are you reading these days? So I'm reading this book called Cast, um, the author. It's wild. Like, I, I read things and, and don't even know the author's name. But um, the author is Isabel Wilkerson. And it's, it looks at um, racism through the lens of kind of different caste systems. And so it looks at, you know, how caste has been used um, huh. to kind of dictate your place in society. Uh, and it kind of maps that to the United States experience. And okay. so it's kind of heavy. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, no, but I, I, I like... I like, um, in terms of what I read, a lot of history stuff, like, and it's yeah. wild because I was not into that growing up, but I guess as you get older, like, I'm interested in kind of how we got here. Mm -hmm. um, and so I dig into stuff like that, sociology and history is kind of where I play. There you go. All right. Uh, what are you guys watching on TV these days? So I just finished rewatching all four seasons of Snowfall because the new season is about to drop February 25th. Oh, wow. You're really into Snowfall. Okay. <laughs> right. I'm not going to lie. I've never heard of Snowfall until you just said it. What? Get is that, into is that, it. Um, is that Netflix? What is that? Snowfall comes on on FX, um, but you can oh, okay. watch all the OE seasons on Hulu. You got to get okay. that joint. That Snowfall. is hot. All right. Uh, we're, we're in the middle so, of a Real Housewives of Potomac binge right now. So oh, that's good once too, we yeah. finish that off. Snowfall. That's good too. Get get into it. Put it on your list. <laughs> Reggie, yeah, I, I don't I don't watch a lot of TV. Like I'll watch and this is bad, man. I, I watch uh pretty much the the, the Washington football team is what I watch. And so like I watch that's pretty much the only that's, thing I that's watch. Bad. That's bad. That's bad. Right football. There. Yeah. <laughs> you just said it right there. Dude, <laughs> right. It's bad for a number of reasons, but yeah, like that's I'm not a big TV guy. Okay. Um, and so every now and then like I'll catch like if a movie comes out um i'll do that but like i'm not a i'm not a series guy all right um womp, womp. <laughs> so reggie you're you're a dc native angela you've been here for several years now what's uh what's one thing that everybody needs to experience in the city here that's besides boombox right obviously besides boombox obviously okay. boombox is number one <laughs> can't say boombox and you can't say like going to the mall and doing all the touristy crap okay something unique well I, I'm, a, I'm gonna talk right from my heart here all right okay. so i'm a big sweets guy love cupcakes love cookies if you come to dc you gotta go to baked and wired in oh. georgetown they got the best cupcakes period in the city there you go baked and wired coming, right, that's, i mean that's coming that's from, that's a, a, from a fitness guy <laughs> that's hey, well i feel like it's kind of controversial with georgetown cupcake baked and wired i think sprinkles is in the mix too the Georgetown there, cupcake scene is uh, is hot. It's almost like the DC no boxing discussion. scene. <clears throat> it is right. It, no, it is all about. You guys just need your own reality show. <laughs> Go ahead, Angela. You know, I was gonna say it's tough for me. I don't think I have one. Um, but maybe like coming from Memphis, like I'm a huge live music girl. So I would probably say trying one of the live music venues, like U Street Music Hall, the Birchmere, or. Um, uh, Ugh, what's the one in the alley in Georgetown? Yeah, no. Way. I love that. I love that place. Um, what's the one that's in the alley in Georgetown? Blues, um, Blues Alley. Blues Alley, yeah. So definitely one of the hole in the wall uh, live music joints. I, I want to say DC is pretty good for some of those. What's your uh, being a Memphis person? What's your go-to barbecue place? Do you have a go-to barbecue? I place? do not have a go-to barbecue place up here. Um, you know what? But I'm, I'm lying. I'm lying because all the time I go to. Um, Oh my God, I can't believe I just forgot. It's right up here on Florida and I yeah. go to it all the time. You know exactly which one I'm talking about, Reggie, yeah. and I can't believe yeah. I just yeah. threw a blank. Yeah. Oh, on Florida. It's uh, Florida and 2nd Northwest. Yeah. Oh, Florida Avenue God. Grill? No. No, no. Oh gosh, it's not Florida Avenue Grill. It's um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know exactly what you're talking about. I can't believe. I just can't even I can think see it. about it. I'm looking at it right now. Let me think. Hold on. Give me two seconds, Mike, because I know. D-City Smokehouse. Boom. Oh, that's yes. Okay. D-City Smokehouse. That's that's my jam. Those smoked wings. Boom. Legit. Yeah. All right. Good to know. Yeah. yeah uh, Megan, and my girlfriend, she used to live right around the corner. She she we she moved right as they had opened up, so we never got a chance to experience it. It is so. so good. They have like a 
a pepper jack mac and cheese. They're baked. I mean, everything is good. They they are so good. Reggie, what's your go to place to eat? Um, since we know Angeles, so uh, and, and I haven't really be, I haven't really been here since the pandemic. But like, I love pre COVID. Give me a pre COVID spot. Good, yeah, uh, I love a good hamburger. And Capital Burger Ooh. on Seventh uh, mm-hmm. Street. Controversial like, take. Yes. Controversial take. We <laughs> we had a debate last City. week on the show about the best burger in DC. <laughs> Who you say? It's Capital Burger. And you're What'd saying Capital Burger? Okay, I haven't had Capital Burger, Burger. To be honest with you, we uh, we're a we're a pro Salt Line uh, podcast here. Mm. The burger yeah, at the Salt Line local. is my uh, is my number one burger in DC. Now I got to go back and try the burger at Salt Line because I don't know if I've had it. It's the best one in DC, hands down. I'm always at Mike. I, I, I gotta check that out. I usually get the lobster. Uh, the lobster, lobster roll is always great too. There. I mean, everything yeah. everything there is good. It's my, it's my favorite. It's my favorite restaurant in DC. But the burger is the number one thing on the menu. Really? Yes. I gotta add that. All right, uh, we are out of time officially. If people want to find you guys, they want to connect with Boombox. Where can they find you guys on the interwebs? On the internet, you can find us at www.boombox dash boxing.com now on instagram find us at boombox underscore boxing come and check us out oh and right now we have a 39 dollars deal going on a one week punch pass you can come box for an entire week you get free gloves free reps all the jams one full week bam and you guys are in navy yard right across from national stadium there you have it all right see us thank you guys for uh coming on and uh i'll definitely be uh seeing you guys in the studio soon Awesome. Thanks, right, Mike. Mike. Good talking to you, man. Thank you so much for listening to Move the District today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Big League Performance and Rehab and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free, head over to BigLeaguePerformanceAndRehab.com to learn more. Thanks, and until next time, keep moving, D.C.